Welcome to Damage Boost. I'm your host, Brock Holiday, and today we're talking Twisted Metal 2. So let's jump into it. So for episode, I believe this will be 93 of The Road to 100, I wanted to have on guests who um, helped build Damage Boost up to what it is and were amazing influences um, and a lot of them uh, amazing friends. So of course, I had to reach out to my Super GG Radio guys who are not only the smartest, but maybe the sweetest people on the podcast and the gaming podcasting uh universe um today i have alex rona how you doing hey gg what's going on man uh not a whole lot i'm excited to talk to you one i haven't got to talk to you a whole lot um recently because you know we both are fathers fatherhood's taken over so uh busy lives um i hope it's going great for you by the way it's going well. It's going well, actually. I've, I've got I've gotten the groove going, and I uh, definitely feel uh, I feel like that I, I kind of got it down for the next foreseeable two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Did you uh, get your either New Balance or Skechers slip-on shoes yet with your high I, uh, high socks? Uh, I. Oh my god! I did realize I was doing that rather recently. I I, I got a pair of hand-me-down <laughs> shoes that are like two sizes too big, but they're very comfortable New Balances that I, I figured were like, well, you know, these are might as well just be slippers. Lean into it. <laughs> I love it. I know Dude, that's okay. kind of where I'm at. I um I buy a new pair of shoes probably like once every four years, if that, because I hate spending money on shoes. I've never been a big like sneaker guy anyway, but. My friend turned me on to the have Skechers and they're they're slip on for men and memory phone in like the shoes Ooh. and they're all they're they're only fifty bucks. They're the most comfortable shoe I've ever worn. And since I am a dad and overweight, they are perfect for me. <laughs> so the overweight part is because the memory phone is why I got the ones with memory phone. But it's only fifty bucks for like a brand new pair of shoes that look pretty nice. They go with my dad cargo pants and the the like plain polos i wear constantly it's beautiful fantastic there we go (laughs) um so we are talking twisted metal 2 today and uh for anybody who hasn't listened to our episode you and i covered twisted metal 1 and all the lore and the characters um probably about two months two, two or three months ago and it was a lot of fun and i was excited to do it again and at least for the first three games of twisted metal Four, I'm not looking forward to, as we've talked about. But um, this game was a PlayStation release. It was the first one I played. I played it before the original. Um, this was 1996 for uh, context. Uh, do you remember? I want to say that most most song? people did. Right. Uh, I, yeah, I think yeah. Most that was kind of the the play for most people. Twisted Metal One didn't hit the same way, so I think that like when it went because even with I was reading up on it. And uh, Twisted Metal Two completely redid the driving as well. Oh, so that so that kind of like added the the where it kind of became a more of a mainstream hit. And 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 I, I remember playing it uh, definitely early on. I was a PlayStation One kid, so it, there was also a demo disc that had Twisted Metal that I also played. I'm surprised since it's such a. I guess back then, 1996, it was a little lax, but. Um, you know, how hardcore with ratings and stuff, people would be kind of angry at having a game like that on a, on a demo disc. You know, oh, I, mean? I feel like yeah. uh, I th- they were kind of pushing the limits back then. I remember a game right. called Loaded and then Reloaded that was also kind of very vulgar and shooty and murdery. Uh, but uh, Apocalypse with Bruce Willis that was also pretty murdery. I don't remember Apocalypse. I'm curious about that. I think that's what it was called. It was yeah, that was a good uh, Bruce Willis video game. 
Uh, it was just his face. It was just oh. his face. Oh. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, for This one was called Twist Metal EX in Japan for some reason. Um, apparently it was you could play on a PC too. And this one is set a year after the first tournament. So with games like this, and uh, I, I kind of equate it to uh, fighting games, more probably specifically Mortal Kombat, where there are sequels and there's kind of lore, but because there's always multiple endings based like for Mortal Kombat's who wins the tournament for this, um, it's who wins the the event. But they also they carry over some lore of like that people won, but then not others when people win. It's it's really confusing. Kind of got to roll with it. Um, but anyone who hasn't played Twisted Metal, it's run by a man named Calypso. And there's a big tournament with, um, I think, 16 vehicles this time around. And they all fight. They have machine guns and special abilities. They all fight to the death. And at the end of the tournament, they get to make one wish. And uh, typically, Calypso's kind of a dick about it and twists their words. Kind of like the anybody's ever seen a Twilight Zone with like the monkey paw type deal. That would be the closest thing I could think to relate it to. So. Yeah, and this, and this, despite how weird and out there and... Not necessarily even like how how canon breaking uh, the first game was. This one does take place directly after, with mm-hmm. the beginning really focusing on the fact that from the first game he had destroyed uh, L.A. Yes, uh, it's the world is supposed to be. Uh, he says it in here: all cities are washed in flames, nothing left to destroy. I face the dilemma: where will this? Years twisted metal contest take place. Fourteen of the world's best drivers are already chosen. Blah blah blah, blah. and ends up being sixteen with extra people. Uh, but where will the contest be held? And this, the kind of theme of this one is you you go everywhere: um, Paris, Hong Kong, and Antarctica. Uh, he says in the his little prologue. So and he calls twisted metal his work of art, which I like that too. This went from the first game having live action people. And on a set and with some green screen stuff this one is um i don't know the exact term for it but i always think of like comic book animation where they do like the motion comic books where the characters kind of move and they'll have expressions but you know it's not fully animated well like they do they did for i think the, that's how i read uh, a lot of the walking dead and the crazies graphic novels is like a form of that way i think they're called full motion comics full motion comics okay yeah, I think that's what they're called. Where it's it's a it's a scene, it's a page out of a comic with slight animations in there to kind of make it flow and look like it's a, got a little bit of uh, movement in it. I I think it's beautiful. I'm actually a huge fan of that that style, um, and I think it really kind of fit to keep this game campy but yet creepy at the same time. I think it, it did a good job walking that line. Because, I think that uh, this this is a. Uh, I want to say, if Twisted Metal 1 was Terminator, this definitely would be the Terminator 2. Like, it hits a lot more action beats, but still retains its horror essence. Yes. Like, it really kind of still continues that process. But I, but it ends up being the more popular one, the breakout one, the one that becomes the, arguably the more famous one, you know? That's a perfect analogy, and I'm, I'm not even going to add... I'm not going to add anything to it. That's perfect. That's, like, spot on. So, um with that all being said, we'll talk a little about go through the characters like we did the first one and cover cover some of the lore. The first uh, driver they have uh, is road, the vehicle's Roadkill, which I didn't realize as a kid. Like the vehicles had their own names, and then the drivers also had their own names. So that way, as the series goes on, they and from past games they will switch out drivers for the vehicles. Um, for this one's Roadkill, who is driven it's driven by Marcus, and he enters the tournament because he wants to figure out basically is everything real or not um and marcus i don't remember if it's in this one but eventually he it turns out he's like the alter ego of sweet tooth i don't think that's canon in this but uh and no not not quite not quite so he his he wait um if i remember correctly he wakes up um after gets his wish and they tell him that he was in a big, like, 14-car pileup on the freeway, and he survived, and that was... So there's not... I don't remember there being a real twist to this one. Um, it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, no, it was all a dream. You're fine. 
<laughs> well, I mean, I think that's that in and of itself is a dream or is a twist, right? Right. right. So that also makes probably makes it even more crazy. No, whether or not what he, yeah. It, it felt less mean-spirited than a lot of them, though, so I didn't hate it. I almost felt like a chaotic good ending, as how I would describe it. Yeah, I could I could see that. I also could see it as uh, Calypso telling him that it was all a dream and w- having him wake up, and then Calypso gets away scot-free to do whatever the hell he wants. But, you know, it's kind of it's one of those... Right. Right, it's it's not the worst one. It's definitely it's also not the best. Um, uh, let's let's give it let's rate. You know, new thing. We'll try. It. We'll see how it goes in this episode. We'll rate it. Uh, how many? We'll rate it out five twisted metals. How many twisted metals would you give this one? I would give it a three. Uh, I'd go. Th- I'd go two. I'd go two. two. It's a little disappointing for me to wake up and turn out everything was a dream. You know, some people, some of these people are wishing for a million dollars, revenge, getting souls back. Waking up and it's like, oh, you were in a car accident. You you were in a dream. Now you're good. It's kind of a little bit disappointing to me. Yep. Yeah, I think that's good. You know, I'm gonna switch mine to two as well. You make good points. You there you go. Me. Um, next one is the vehicle hammerhead, the monster truck, uh, driven by Mike and Stu. We had talked about this one uh before so recording um not good characters it felt it's very they're very 90s this is very like they're stoner teenagers and after they went they wish for the ability to fly do you remember the twist of this one the twist of this one is that they think that they've once they've won they go to jump off the bill they go to jump off a building and they do uh but calypso really in his hand had uh airline tickets so they could not actually fly, and he says, "I'm I'm glad these first round are the not first round first class tickets are refundable." I'm like, okay, like you, but they were wish tickets. So like, did you actually pay for them? Uh, I hated this one. I I get like this. This is like the twist of metal humor um, of the early games. Uh, you know, they get darker later. But I was like, I just don't like Mike and Stu. Um, Products of their time. I give this a one. One. I give this one piece of twisted metal out of five. I agree. One. One piece of twisted metal. These guys are a little bit corny, uh, a little bit silly, and I think that they, they there are better ones than this. Right. And I can see why they're there. Like, and that they work for some people. Just not my cup of tea, really. Um, yep. The next one is Outlaw Two. It's Captain Jamie Roberts, who is the sister of I don't remember his first name. Uh, but the cop from the uh, the original, and Sergeant she, Carl Roberts. Carl, Carl Roberts. I like that name. Um, she yeah, and she joins the uh, tournament in search of her brother, uh, who he and this and it's canon for this that he did win the first twist medal. She says, you know, hey, he won it and he disappeared because um, he he wished for it all. Don't remember the exact wording. Basically, he got sent into space after he wished for everything to be better after the tournament. And uh, she tells him, like, I want to see my brother again. He goes, okay. And she's like, no, I didn't mean it that way. Fade to black. She's in space in her car, and he's floating in space with his car. And they reach out. They grab hands. And, like, oh, I'm glad we finally found each other. Seems like he tricked you, too. She goes, not quite. She presses a button on her car. And it has rockets on it, and they start flying back to Earth. And that's the ending for her story. Because that's how that works. Yeah, like, how were they breathing, and how did it have rockets, and wouldn't burn in on re-entry? Yeah, uh, there's, a, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of problems there. But I like... Th- what I do like about it is that she, in a way, one-ups Clipso. She's like, I know he's going to fuck me, so I'm going to be ready for it. And then they fly back, and I believe they're together in Twisted Metal 3 in the same cop car fighting together, which is really, really cool. I like the continuity. I like the family angle. Um, if you think about it, it's kind of silly, but I'm going to give it... I'm going to give this four pieces of Twisted Metal out of five. Yeah, I'd, I'd go that far as to say that it's four, four Twisted Metals out of five, just because, again, uh, the brother and sister reunited with characters that I felt like were pretty good uh, in the first two. Plus, bonus points, uh, I will say, uh, Jamie Roberts' taser... Uh, special ability is amazing oh it's awesome yes it is the worst when you don't play as her though because it i got destroyed by it so many times uh taking on the cpu oh, so, yeah. 
she uh, no I she uh, one of the more interesting stories um, of the game. Our next one is Warthog, driven by Captain Rogers. I wonder if that had like if that was an intentional like a Captain America type deal or not, or if it's just a name. Hmm, I could see that. I could I could definitely see it being that way, especially in what nineteen ninety with uh, nineteen ninety five, yeah, or yeah. six. Released in ninety six, so yeah. I could see that, especially considering that uh, he is an old man. Yes, he's a Vietnam vet, or he's a war. I don't know if they explicitly say Vietnam, but he's a war veteran who's very old. He, I always thought he was kind of like Mister Grimm because he kind of looked like uh, a demon or something that would need souls to survive. Because I didn't realize it was just because he was so old. Um, he's a highly decorated army captain who wants a second chance at life. If he wins the contest, he wants his youth back. Um, his twist is he asks for the body of a 20-year-old. And um, <laughs> he gets the body of, like, the most chiseled, beefcake 20-year-old ever who's just wearing a loincloth. But Clipso, here's the thing, because he's a cheeky little bitch. He did not change his head. And for some reason, when they show that, I don't know if their perspective was to change, but it looks like his head starts shrinking. Uh... I, I don't <laughs> it was it was something um what I mean, are your it would thoughts fit, on though. It? right I guess that's true I guess it's true it was I don't know I I go back like I I never at any point in my life looked like this 20 year old and I liked it I would think it would be funny if you gave it of a 20 year old body of like you know what you would think the average World of Warcraft player, like this, the South Park stereotype of the World of Warcraft player, like that kind of twenty year old. That would have been funny. That would have been twisted very funny. that way. Um, not a huge fan. Uh, it's very twisted metal-y, so I would give it two pieces of twisted metal. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with. I, I'm gonna agree there too. I, I feel like uh, I wouldn't have given him a body. Like I wouldn't have given him a body with the head. I would have given him a corpse. That's what I thought oh. would have been kind of funny. Hand him a twenty-year-old corpse, and then say, "Here you go. You have that, the body of a twenty-year-old." That's a lot better. Like that's really good. I yeah. really like that. That's why. That's where I would have gone with that. So that would have made it better. But I, you know, two twisted metals out of five. Um, apparently, it's very common for him, Captain Rogers, to get uh, confused with Captain Roberts, who is the driver outlaw who we talked about earlier too. Um, oh, okay. So people, a lot of people got confused in the lore. I also, I did like his vehicle. Um, I did like, I was not a Warthog main, as the kids say, but he is, he was not a bad choice if needed. Okay. Um, next one is the vehicle Mr. Grimm, driven by Mr. Grimm. He wants basically a bunch of souls if he wins. Um, this this is definitely a play on uh, uh, Ghost Rider, you know, being a motorcycle head yep. of a skull, flaming skull, and one and collecting souls, right? Because that's I'm not I'm not a huge I'm not very versed in uh, uh, Ghost Rider, but he, he his job is to collect souls, right? Because he technically owes the devil or something, right? Yeah, in the comics. Okay, yes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I'm surprised they didn't get sued. Actually, now that you're saying that, yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying is that they do have uh, kind of a. They're they're aping some stuff, you know. They're kind of like, well, this is kind of a cool character. It looks just like it, so you know, trying to collect souls, yeah, it, it, it'll be fine. Don't they'll, they'll never notice. I so his story is he he wants souls. He hungers for souls, and in order for that to happen, um, Calypso basically causes a a big war, and like everyone starts dying really fast. Eventually, though, there just runs out of. You know, there's not enough souls to keep feeding his hunger, so he starts to starve. And then the clips was like, haha, sucks, right? Because not, I think he says the line, um, all good things have to come to an end. So then Mr. Grimm basically starves to death. Um, it's not bad. I guess what he wanted. He wanted all of them. Yep. And, uh, he didn't choose his words carefully. And I, 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 I like this one. It, it fits, it fits, uh, just metal lore. Uh, I think it's kind of dark too, but without being like, you know, overly mean, like causing this big war. And he's trying to consume all these souls, and and it, 
it was a twist that didn't seem kind of it wasn't like a a punchline after it it was like yeah you got what you wanted and it ended so what now uh so i i would give this one i'm gonna say i'm gonna go with the three uh pieces of twisted metal okay three um I'm going to go uh, four. I like the idea, at least the person getting what they want to the point that they uh, become completely uh, and utterly st- uh, starved when none of it's left. You know, kind of like uh, eating every single of your favorite food and now that food is extinct. Right. Um, it was, it, you, you know, I probably was a little harsh on mine, um, but you're right. It, it, it was well done and the animation's really good for it. It's really dark, really creepy. Um, it was good. The next one is probably the one I played as the with the most uh, when I played. Um, Thumper, driven by Bruce Cochran. He wants to have... The, contr- oh, go ahead. Yeah, this one, uh, he he has a flamethrower. He's got the lowrider, uh, the Impala. Uh, and it's and, pink. Uh, it's, a very, it's a pink Impala. I, you know, again, I think like the, the first... Uh, the first Thumper in Twisted Metal 1 definitely has the same kind of feel to it uh, from South Central L.A. Uh, uh, what were you going to say about him? What, is he, what does he want? Uh, he wants control of more than just his neighborhood. Um, it's where I, I kind of feel like this didn't age well um, in a way. like I, I, I think having a character like him who wants to overcome... Like you know the struggles of uh, like your know, redlining and basically like being and controlling neighborhoods and all that. I think there is a story you could work with there, but it doesn't feel like they were trying to tell that story in a way that wasn't kind of surface level. You know what I mean? It yeah, it does feel like they're they're making uh they're making the classic like uh, gang member character and it's a little bit more of an arch- archetype. You know that doesn't. Uh... It does. It doesn't necessarily fit as well as it as it could be, you know, nowadays, right? Like, not right. trying to make that the the, the and not, not trying to make it like a cliche. Yes, and that's I, what this this definitely feels like a cliche. It's a cliche. I don't think it was mean spirited though. I, I I think there was. Yeah, I think there was care put in his characters. I just think it was a miss, <laughs> you know, like. And maybe well, I don't, he's pretty. He's he's relatively powerful, if you ask me. Like I think that this character with its flamethrower that goes for oh, the character. Yeah, it, it's not like a shot. It's a very long period of time that that flamethrower can be used. And it was really deadly if you could get a vehicle pinned against something like a wall or even another vehicle. Um, it was you know it was one of the if you knew how to use it, it was one of the more deadly uh, specials in the game. Uh, he wants to rule the world, and he gets at the end he has a throne and i believe at the end of it uh basically uh he's like all right yeah you get to rule the world but there you have nobody to rule over now because i think he just makes everyone die if i remember correctly Mm, okay okay so his kingdom of nothing yeah oh yeah what they describe it is hell on earth so basically like yeah there's nothing there um and everyone dies and so he and the image they have uh i can't find it currently but when i watched it is he's sitting on a throne that's on a bunch of dead bodies and skulls so that's uh that's kind of it for him that's That's not like that's not the worst possible thing because again I, i like when they at least get something you know and i think in this case uh he gets kind of what he wants but it does definitely feels uh because again i feel like he could still rule over hell you know what i mean but what what uh what would you put uh i'll let you go first on your on your pieces of twisted metal ranking for this one uh for this one i'd go i'd go three i'd go three out of five just because i feel like uh i feel like the character itself is the miss but i think that the story of in him getting his his win at the end is is definitely something that uh i feel like is a you know, I like the one. I like the the endings where they do get the they get the what they wanted. Right. So, yeah. So yeah, I'd give I, it a three. I'm with you on this, and um, again, Thumper is one of my favorite characters, and two, two is probably his best. So it, it's it's hard to call because two is su- his special is two with the the flame. They're super powerful, and three 
it's a sound wave that launches people and and three you do a lot of fighting on top of buildings and things where you can people get launched off i think either they take significant damage or they die so thumper in three was even deadlier or was as deadly because it his ability fit the environment which i i really enjoyed uh, okay. our our next one is uh the vehicle specter driven by uh Ken Masters, and he was always ignored as a kid. Uh, he is a now he's a struggling actor who wants everyone to see his face. Um, and this one, it was I, we were talking about it a little bit before some recording. It's probably my least favorite twist, I think, of all the ones in two. Um, you wanna you wanna talk about it first? Uh, no, you uh, le- tell me about it first, and let's kind of go. Okay. Let's let me let me figure what I what so, I feel about it. Because he's a struggling actor, he says, "I want everyone to see my face." So Clipso literally grabs him and starts stretching his face, and he stretches his face largely in the sky over the entire city of New York. And then Clipso talks about how he thinks it's a really it's a really good face, and he he loves that when he wakes up every morning he can look out and see Ken's face stretched up in the sky. There forever. I thought that, maybe it would yeah, be temporary, that, but no. He talks about being every day. Feels it does feel like a cop out for a character that I, that I thought was very uh, had a very cool look to them. You know, you don't really see his full face all the time because he has his glasses. Uh, he's got a cool haircut, and he's got uh, missiles that go through uh, solid objects. Yes. Uh, also, also uh, going off into the the copyright realm, Street Fighter Two was out by now, right? Yep. I was just uh, reading that too, because <laughs> that's Ken Masters. Yep, he's also an actor. Weird. Weird. <laughs> Stars in films. Yep. Um. Yep. They they uh in the wiki they point out how that was a thing. There was no legal action from what I can see taken though. Um. Wow. His original name was uh Alex Moore, and that was what was in the beta for Twisted Metal Two, but it was changed. So I wonder if they even changed it to maybe. Because, you know, we talked about the clear copyright infringement of uh, Ghost Rider, too. And like, possible Captain America. And yeah. So I'm wondering, maybe this game isn't as, orig- like, kind of OG as I thought it was. <laughs> well, but I mean, you got... Or the thing about inspiration. It is, yeah, well, that and also, like, at the time, every you know, the 90s, everything, what was hot. You know, everyone was trying to, like, get in on the, you know, the... The hot, edgy action. Right. You know, Street Fighter and all of that stuff. So I think that, like, there's room for them to kind of, you know, throw in a a uh, inspiration here or there. Pop culture reference or whatever. Yeah. That's fine. I, yeah, you're right. I, I guess I, when I was a kid, like, and I think I told this story when we did the first episode, but I'll tell it again for everybody who hasn't heard it. These games, when I would buy them, this game and Vigilante 8, uh, series, I would sit in the car on the ride home because back in the day when you buy a video game, they came with booklets, and these booklets would have a lot of like stories about the games, like obviously the control stuff, but have a lot of information or lore in it. And I would just sit and read all the bios for every character and just like obsess over because I wanted that. Like I, you know, it's why I love Star Wars, why I would love Lord of the Rings as a kid. It was like just really wanting these stories and these characters, and um, so I don't know maybe I, I just I'm feeling a little. T- defensive or whatever or sad because i Uh, i as a kid i i held these stories up very high instead of what they you know what they probably were i uh just recently watched a series that explained all the the fighting games of guilty gear and uh that story uh watching those videos roughly six hours six hours to explain to me yeah Every single game story in a, in a lengthy uh, amount of time. So, I'm with you, reading those booklets and uh, learning the lore of these games. Uh, are you? I can't remember. Are you, were you a Bioshock fan? Uh, I am. Uh, so there is a person who does a huge breakdown for um, Bioshock Infinite, where they break down every and they 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 just use text and put everything in order. So like. They'll play all all the um, all the oh God, what do you call it? The, like the the tapes basically, 
and like after so many they break down okay this is what this happens and it is i don't know if it's quite six hours but i remember it being at, at least two or three and i just was watching the breakdown because even it's like a game that's kind of a little bit everywhere and they it's how i've like learned most about the game so i love that there's people like you that are just out there that uh are like me and who will just like watch these videos just because it's it's fun it makes me i like learning about the worlds makes me feel yeah. good me too um so yeah anybody who likes that stuff like enjoy it also send me the stuff you're in like i want to see more if there's lore videos send them to me on twitter tiktok whatever i love learning about lore of anything i um fell down the rabbit hole of uh i think it's called mr golf is a game that's on pc like a battle golf you play putt putt but then like there's a killer golf mascot and thing and it follows you and tries to kill you there's a lot of lore of that i watched an hour-long video on that so anyway we'll hop back into twisted metal the next one is um twister which was driven by amanda watts and she drives a formula one car who this this one i really liked uh just because the uh the super her whole car turns into a tornado which is awesome yeah. The only thing I did not like, as at least as a kid, because I probably wasn't very good at the game, is it felt like her armor was pretty low. I don't know if that's actually true or not. Uh, since armor just... is one out of five. Okay, yeah. So, um, and I was more of a. I didn't know that like how to do the any of this. How you could like do the button combos to shoot the missiles you already have, or like fire or the freezing ones. So, um, I had to be able to take hits. And so whenever I tried to play as her, it did not go very well. I was watching pl- gameplay of, of Twisted Metal 2, as we do today, mm-hmm. and I was actually thinking, I was like, I probably would be much better at Twisted Metal now than I was then. That's why, that's why I want one, I want a new one that isn't bad, so bad. I, I really think, like, I think there's a, one of the launch games for PS5 was basically kind of like a, a form of Twisted Metal. I'm like, why don't you guys just make a Twisted Metal? Like, we want it. We would play it. And you would make money off a of name alone. Like, just... You know, make it simple. You don't have to make it complicated. It would be great. Yeah, without question. Do you know if it's on the PlayStation like Network Store thing, the older ones? I actually be curious to play it. I think that I, I think they are. I think they are. I would uh, have... I'll look into it. Uh, tell me about uh, Amanda Watts and Twister's uh, twist ending. She wants to go faster than anyone else. She wants to go the speed of light. So he grants it. This one's might be my favorite too it's close to my favorite um she wants to go basically speed of light and he gives it to her and she goes so fast she starts time traveling and like you see her go through all the events she goes through like prayer uh you know america america being settled by europeans uh uh other stuff eventually gets to the dinosaurs and then it gets even farther back until essentially the earth is kind of nothing and she runs out of fuel and she dies, and it turns out that her her the only thing that's left to her is her helmet, her Formula One helmet that's in the history National History Museum. And there's like clips that talks about there's big debate on like what it means, what it was among scientists, but he knows, and it's a it's a testament to his his beautiful creation, his art, the Twisted Metal Tournament. Uh, I love this one. This was like dark it twisted in a way that again i didn't feel like was a a one-off joke um she got what she wanted it was just it was tragic it wasn't it wasn't yeah it was just i i really enjoyed it It hit all the spots that i want a twisted metal twist to be how about you uh it definitely i it's it's a funny idea that will it'll send her back without her control and ends up in a place that she is stuck in uh I do. I would have liked if she had somehow come back, but I love the idea that um, in the end they find her race car helmet, and it, it has become a, uh, a historical piece in a museum. So uh, I this is a five out of five for me. Five out of five for me as well. Um, and also for our lore sake, it is implied that she is the canon winner of Twisted Metal Two. As her twin sister, uh, Miranda, later participates in Twisted Metal head-on to learn what happened to her sister. Oh, okay. Uh, he does grant her her wish to return to her sister, 
her sister returned to her, and but she returns as a zombie deep below the earth, um, where she wound up in the Twisted Metal 2 ending. So, like, yeah. So it's uh, canon-wise, she... And I'm sure this probably in four and five or get have been rewritten, but she was uh, the winner. So interesting little piece. She is one of the more unique. It was she stuck out because a lot of the stuff in this game are dark, uh, rusty, gritty colors, and she was like a bright yellow, a blue and red, I believe, on her vehicle. So she was not only like fast and had a really unique uh, special ability, but her car itself really stuck out. She she was definitely one of the my. F- one of the better original concepts, but I think, but until head on, that's the last uh, you see of her vehicle. Yeah, I think so too. Um, next, which we could, we might have to talk about Axel for a while, but the vehicle is Axel driven by Axel. For me, because this game was my first, he mm. was more of the twisted metal mascot for me. I think he, he was for a, a lot of people. Right, um, and do you remember the cover, the look of the cover of this game? I did. It's straight up him, just blasting missile, I believe. Yes, yes. So, like, I always thought, and he was like, he was kind of iconic. He was, you know, giant man with wheels attached to his arms, crushing a car, um, and like no one else. No, there's no vehicles like it because I mean, I guess technically it's not even really a vehicle. Um, He's he is unique. I think you until they you know really embrace Sweet Tooth because Axel was not in the first game. Uh, no. You know he was up there. I would say at the release of this game for rec- like in terms of being recognized by people who had to be up there. Um, how do you feel about him? Like his look, his story. Um, did you enjoy him, or was it just kind of like oh he's got two big wheels on his arms? How about that? No, I kind of I love the idea that he's trapped in it. It's almost like a saw, like pre-saw, you know, trap that he's stuck in that he has to live through, and uh, you know, use. He's trying to find. That's that's the whole point. He's trying to find out who trapped him in it, and how to get out. And it's just a very muscular man in some blue jeans. So, <laughs> it's very um, cool. He, his uh, license plate is REV thirteen uh, ten, which is apparently from the book Revelations. And uh, verse chapter thirteen, verse ten in the Bible, um, and he wants revenge on his whole thing. Is he wants revenge on the people who put or the person or people who put him in the contraption? Uh, his stuff is like dark and sad, and um, the way his ends is he wants to, he wants revenge, and he gets it, and it turns out it's his father who put him in it, and his father is a giant piece of shit. And is still yeah. yelling at him, calling basically calling him a name, calling him that you know garbage. Just say he's gonna put you. You're gonna get ten more years in the machine. And um, in a moment where he gets stamped with his father, he rips his arms out of the machine, which they are you know mutilated, and he essentially gets revenge and power over his father. Yeah, it's stepping up to your to the your abuser. Right. And, uh, you know, telling that you're not going to be able to take it anymore and really kind of standing up to, to your bully, really. And that's that's why this one uh, also kind of stands out to me because it, it somebody who didn't take it and was able to just like, again, saw, you know, contraption himself to freedom to stand up to his uh, to his abuser. And I think that that's a that's a powerful message. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, one I stand behind. I, I have five out of five pieces of twisted metal for me. Same here. I it's if you could make if and there has been talks, but they said it would be too expensive of making a twisted metal series. Like he he's by far the most interesting character I think you could do if you did that. Like he's compelling his his motives, although you can argue they're selfish because they're revenge. They're still you know like you said the stand up to your abuser the the bully. It, it can be interpreted a lot of different ways, and the it's just it, he's probably arguably, um, from what I can remember, one of the best written characters in the Twisted Metal series, at least up and then until you this gotta, point. You, and then you got to throw in the the biblical sense that he's a character that obviously uh, has value in religion and something that he really believes in, uh, obviously uh, ingrained by his parents, uh, I assume. 
so at, at that point then there's also now a a contradiction between that because obviously that is like a part of the source of his abuse uh there's a lot going on there it's, he's got a he's got a lot of depth yes i'll uh, put it that way um he is less interesting as the series goes on unfortunately because they more lean into like and three he he wants to become a complete machine which kind of goes completely away from two where he wants to be freed from the machine and you know essentially get his humanity back so just metal two you gotta keep i want to stick with that lore for now uh for axel um agreed yeah the next one is the vehicle mr slam which was the coolest as a kid for me the coolest special where he he has um oh god i'm really bad at construction equipment but a bulldozer and instead of just like a bucket that lifts it's one that clamps and he would it, it was i remember it being pretty hard to get people in it but once you did he would take the vehicle and he would just slam it down and down and down and then launch him uh, it was really really cool and always really satisfying to get him in uh, did you play as mr slam at all i never did because i could never get that to work to me that it didn't it wasn't almost mag. It wasn't magnetized. You had to be kind of right up against them for me, yep. at least, to get it to work. So you had to pin them first. If you could pin them to the wall and activate your special, then it would, it would connect. But other than that, I felt like I I had very little success with him. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, he was definitely difficult. Um, but it was kind of in a weird way. Um, I remember he was one of the ones up until I got older and back into video games. Like he he. He was always in my head if I thought about this game. I don't know if you, if it was considered I, like iconic or just the fact that it was a big bulldozer at Slam. People might have stuck in my head. I'm not sure which, but uh, but for his special, he wants to build the long, largest tower ever, and he asks for it, and then he gets it, and then he starts yelling at people that he's a god on top of the tower, and then he falls off and makes a giant hole in the ground that Calypso leaves there. To remind people, um, basically, not to fuck with them. Uh, a lot to unpack here. Okay. I don't understand why he really wanted a tower. They don't believe they really talk about it. Um, he got fired from his job as an architect, and they crushed his vision. So I guess that's kind of like he wanted to be a respected architect. Um, but also, if a human falls from any like that high, they're not gonna, you know, make a hole in concrete. They're just gonna be like jello hitting the ground. And just spread out. Just I don't know. This one did not do anything for me. Cool vehicle, uh, lame character, lame story for me. I I would I would give it almost a zero out of five pieces of twisted metal. Well, hmm. I'd go, I'd go one. Okay. I'd go one. Yeah. I feel like it didn't it didn't hit, just like he wouldn't hit. Oh snap. <laughs> I, I, I just, the tower thing didn't bother me. It's just like the fact that he just, for no reason, fell. There wasn't like a, that maybe his design was flawed and something shifted and he fell. Like, he just kind of falls. You know, I just expected a little bit more from it, I guess. For me, it's more about the fact that, like, everyone's got really deep motivations to a certain degree. Yeah. People want to be free, want revenge, want these big and kind of ambiguous they're not ambiguous but like they want these grandiose plans and i thought like the biggest building in the world is it just falls flat it's yeah it's <laughs> oh, oh i see what you did there you almost <laughs> fucking got that by me or was that intentional that was not intentional but it's even funnier than so it was it's those dad instincts that get in making puns when you don't realize it there we go uh this one i don't really remember and uh We'll have to talk about a little bit. Uh, Mortimer, who dry his art's weird. <laughs> he is the most cartoonish, I think, of all the artwork in the game. Yeah, he, he's a he's a real um, old miser, kind of. Uh, I want to say like, I mean, he drives a hearse. He's a he's a mortician, and that's a cartoon. That's a cartoon mortician if I've ever seen one. Big right. top hat, borderline Scooby Doo villain look to it. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't really have a lot of thoughts on him. <laughs> um, I didn't quite understand his motivations when I was watching uh, the videos. Um, he kind of... Basically, I don't remember what he even asked for. They hit All the souls he has possession of push Clipso up and 
to this guy, and then Calypso grabs on him playing. And is like, ah, I tricked him, and that's kind of it. Didn't really understand it. Uh, I don't. Did you understand it any better than I did? I didn't. I didn't know not know what was going on for him. Uh, no, it was it was a little confusing. Did he get what he wanted? It seems like he's trying to get revenge for the so other for the souls that he has, or for the body in his car. Yeah, and then but they don't kill. Uh, they don't kill Clipso. He he outdoes it by grabbing onto an airplane somehow, and <laughs> it's just like, um, why? Yeah, he just kind of like, oh, I got you now, and he's like, and he you get like a Scooby Doo villain says, oh, not this time, and then you know. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at it right now, and yeah, it's just even reading stuff. It just it was. I'll give it a one because at least it kind of looked cool visually. Um, one piece of Swiss metal, but it was really, I don't know, bland, and it just I didn't get it. I was not a fan. Well, I mean, if it. If if you didn't understand it, I feel like then there's there's less of it to to kind of go around. I, I definitely understand it, and I, I agree. Let's give it a one. A one, yeah. Um, I actually have the official script here, um, um, which God bless the internet. The fact that you can just like find this shit. By the way, like yeah, hit me. Um, and I'm scrolling through it. It's not on like the official script. I'm not seeing it. It's Dumper can. Have uh, Grasshopper, Mr. Grimm. Nope, it's annoying. Yep, not seeing it. That's a bummer. Oh no, here we go. I just skipped over. I found it. Clipso high above the rooftops of New York. Mortimer pushes his car to the limit. It had a long day, deadly fight. He was tired. Soon he would retire into the depths for a long day's sleep. For now, he had a mission to complete. He met with me, the creator of Twisted Metal, Mortimer. Any prize show request? I'm here for a prize, Clipso. It's I who have a gift for you. A gift. Let me see it. Opens his door. It's a trap. My fate had been sealed. The souls of the people who had died in your contest. Yeah, basically trying to give the souls a chance to give. Right. So we were right about that. Um, it's kind of ambiguous. And uh, they the souls had hired him somehow to take revenge on Calypso. And they push him in the sky. And then Calypso says, I'm the only man who knows the truth. And that man is me. I am Calypso. And thank you for playing my game. It doesn't even explain like how he beat it and why he's alive. He just says... I'm the man who knows the truth. Dot dot dot. Yep. No. One out of one. One out of five. That's not great. <laughs> yep. At the end, he's supposed to get Calypso. Calypso escapes in a plane, but yep. not even on a plane. In a plane, literally just grabs onto a flying, uh, you know, for uh, you know, airline. Um, and we're down to our last four. Um, this one is probably my favorite story. Actually, this is. The vehicle Grasshopper, writ, uh, driven by Christina Sparks. This is all my my favorite, but also like if you think about it too much, it doesn't make a lot of sense. So she basically wants to know. Um, she faked her age to join the tournament, and uh, she's trying to find her father, who she believes has been dead for at least ten years. Uh, and when they meet face to face, Sparks will fly, which is hinting the fact that she's a fucking robot. Uh, so it's revealed that Clipso thought had a daughter who he thought died in a car crash. And I believe canon wise she did. Um, Cause when Christina sparks comes up to him and says, you know, Hey, I'm your daughter. He, with his clips, so I can see in her and then there's literally just gears turning inside of her. Cause that's fantastic. Rob- yeah. That's how this high functioning robot works is with gears. Um, and it says property on the gear property of the LAPD or whatever cop, group uh made of traitor it was used to get close to him to kill him to end the tournament um which again that's kind of a cool idea of not ignore the gears part but like that they try to put an inside man or person to take him down that's cool cool that they would manipulate it not not cool but well written that they would use his his dead daughter to do it and then she says like i know i'm a machine i don't want to hurt you i love you but I'm afraid the explosion will still hurt because they've explodes. And he embraces her so she doesn't have to feel alone in that moment before she explodes. That's um, that's weird. And I'm not... I don't... It's fine. It's a fine ending. And I think it's actually re- relatively well written. Mm-hmm. The It's just very out of character for Calypso to give a robot a moment of solace in its last dying 
minutes. That doesn't seem Calypso. Right. Um, I, I get that. I, I guess I look at it as like maybe he's not thinking about her as a robot in that moment. He's still like, hey, in this in a way, this even this look is my daughter, and I want to make sure that she feels comfort in her last moments. Okay. Because I guess. I, the my subtext to this is like no matter how big of a monster you are, uh, you know, as a person, that if you're a parent, you those instincts and that that love for your child hopefully will take over, and be the thing that wins out above everything else. Maybe that's maybe a little bit too idealistic, but that's kind of the way I guess I look at it. See, that makes sense. I I guess I yeah I was having problems uh, seeing that as a part of it, but no that that definitely makes that makes sense to me. So for me, um, I'll let you go first because I think you can probably guess my score on this. So I'll let you go first. I'm gonna go four out of five. No, it's solid, and I think all your 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 uh, questions about it are definitely valid. I, I'm gonna go five um, because I think it was, I don't, know, it's hers and Axel's. I think were willing to go and emo- like deep emotionally, which I really appreciated. So um she christina sparks is also the name of dollface and uh twisted metal the one that was released in a 2012 the really bad one mm-hmm. but is in no way related they just reused the name for some reason weird huh? yeah yeah there's a lot of like i don't know twisted metal walks that line of like really really cool interesting uh and then also doing callbacks and continuity and lore and then to just uh, we need an able to use one from an old game and just not have it actually be linked to anything. So, oh, yeah. uh, the next one is Sweet Tooth, driven by uh, Needles Kane, uh, and you know he is he is the icon. He is the face of Twisted Metal and one of the biggest faces of um, Twisted Metal. Uh, like the full franchise. Yeah, the full franchise. Uh, how do you? Um, feel about him being the face like your thoughts on the character just before you even talk about the Twisted Metal 2 um, I think that he is a great uh, icon as part of the series uh, if only because he ended up leading, he ends up leading Twisted Metal uh, he's very specific uh, he's, he's very unique he's something different and then you know they try to make him a little edgier he's a man of the 90s uh, I think overall he is a, he is a great icon. He is no Axel, but uh, right. I think that he has been around long enough that it it makes sense to have him be uh, the face of it. And you know, uh, again, he's a dark a dark you know icon of it. So right, and I, I this is closer to like the forms of him I liked. For some reason, as the series goes on, he just other than his flaming head, he's kind of a beefcake. <laughs> Um, Which this and, is not the case now. No, no, no. He's he's a lot more creepy and less, uh, less just like I, the first one. Just felt like they slapped some makeup on an old guy who I think did one or two other characters in the game. Uh, this one he is better. He is also uh, he's. I did not like playing as him actually in this game. Do you remember? Uh, because you have to unlock him, he is not one of the OG characters. Do you do you remember playing as him? How how did you feel like he controlled? He no, he was hard to handle. He was it was it was a little bit all over the place. Um, he was slow, and yeah. you know, again, it felt like you were trying target. to to park a Buick. Yeah. So, do you remember the ending to this one? This is another one that I thought was uh, really really weird. Do you, do you have uh, if, no if no what was this one okay so uh and i'm reading directly from the script and they they do this in animation sweet tooth told me that he wanted to live out his greatest fantasy to become a bug in a tiny little garden out in the country that will <laughs> so are you with me <laughs> you still with me or are you you confused uh yeah i'm a little confused but go on right this feels like out of character um but what will be a life of relaxation and love and life of peace. The final escape of his madness. The night sky exploded with lights and the light faded. Um, 
clips uh yeah so basically he wants to be a bug in a garden he gets his wish um and he he is like a um centipede slug looking thing except for he just has sweet tooth uh he still has the same head kind of at the end of the bug um but he's he's kind of happy uh it's it's weird they he says in here sweet tooth got his wish for the rest of his days he enjoyed his new life at the garden away from all those telling him he was crazy the other insects were not fans of their neighbor before he had the sense to kill them oh but sweet tooth was happy and whenever he got a little lonely for human companionship or human flesh all he had to do was look up and then you see a, a gardener with a big shovel and dreamed of the day he would crawl out of the garden and back into the world i yeah and that's the end that's the end of that he literally just he's a bug and he kills all the bugs and he's happy that well i mean you, you gotta think that this character uh deals a lot of mental health has a lot of mental health problems uh obviously feels like the world is a burden mm-hmm. to him and doesn't uh doesn't provide anything any kind of uh benefit besides uh unneeded stress and uh obvious uh trouble with his own uh mental capabilities so to kind of be away have the voices at least silenced or at least not causing him problems in any way that he can like you know in a lot of cases with some people with those kind of mental disorders that he he uh, what it was described you can't oh you can't even always control yourself you know what i mean right so in this case uh there's nothing really there to for him to be a danger to and if it is, it's gonna. It would seems like to be menial. Yep. Um, I, 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 you make me appreciate the ending a lot more. Um, I, just, it felt. Yeah, and so there's also like the, 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 there's the guilt factor, you know, the guilt factor of like I did something bad, but I can't control it. But right. I'm also giving him a lot of leeway. He does seem to be nothing but evil. <laughs> Correct. Um, so, his art is really so hard cool to say. in this game. Also. Uh, it's the OG flaming hair. It's where it first started because uh, in the other game it was just it was almost like the Joker from Batman, where it's just kind of green. Um, yeah. So this is you know this is where it starts. This is where he becomes the icon. Um, so I you know what after you kind of breaking it down that way I'm gonna give it a three three pieces of twisted metal out of five. I would say it a three as well. All right. Cool. Uh, our next one, uh, who was my favorite one to play with once you unlocked him because he was basically unstoppable. Five armor, five special weapon, four out of five speed. Uh, the character Minion. Uh, Minion is a Minion giant... was always like this. He was always like the sub boss or last boss. Yes, and uh, it continues into three to be uh, one of the last bosses as well. Um, and my memory gets a little bit uh, f- uh, fuzzy after that, but it. Uh, yeah, he's always a boss, and he's always a pain in the ass to fight. But in this game, he reveals, once he wins, that he has been trying to get his powers back from Clipso that he stole 11 years ago, because they are his birthright. Now it's time to pay the price. And this is where we see another different side of Clipso. We talked about it was kind of weird to see him uh, a little bit out of character with embracing the daughter robot. This is him being scared yeah. and not in control. Min, uh, minion holds him above like a, a demon hell portal, I guess you could call it. Um, gates of hell are opening up. Clipso is screaming, no, no, no. Um, no, you can't do this to me, Minion. It's scary down there. Like It sounds like a, you know, a child being afraid of getting in trouble. And uh, you know, Minion says, time to rot in hell with your little sister. Which, that line, uh, I don't know that part of the lore. I'm actually really curious about it. <laughs> um, what, what, I, I think know. they referenced that. I think they referenced that. He had a sister that like he killed in utero or something to that effect. That's the first right. That's right. That's right. But why would she be in hell? I, do, I don't. <laughs> that, yeah, that's a grim. It's a grim yeah. statement there. But I mean, it show, they, they did say that originally that Minion was almost like the devil that Calypso ended up putting a leash on and getting control of. Yes, and that also kind of cool way explains his powers. So like, I'm down with that too. I didn't really need the powers to be explained because it's. You know, I'm I'm willing to suspend my disbelief. I don't need an origin story for everything, but you know, I think that's a, a more than acceptable way for his uh, powers to get explained in uh, this series. Uh, so I would, I, you know, I like this one. It's a twist. Uh, it makes sense that a giant demon would be pissed and send somebody to hell. Uh, I give this five yeah. out of five uh, pieces of twisted metal. I'll give it five out of five as well. Calypso gets his comeuppance in the end. Right. Um, so this last one, 
I didn't see, and maybe you can help me. I, when the the two video collages I watched, um, yeah, okay, so okay, this makes sense because they have Dark Tooth listed in here, but um, he is not official, officially in the game technically. He's a he's the last boss, but right. the thing is, is that you can't play as him you unless play as you like, use score. Wire Shark or something. Or, not Wire Shark. Uh, what's it called? Game Shark. Uh, Game Shark. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Because I was like, I hadn't. I don't remember playing as him as a kid. Um, I don't think I was. I had a Game Shark or anything like that. At least for a PlayStation. So and I was like freaking out. I'm like, where is his ending? <laughs> it's not in the script. It's not. So that, that makes a lot of sense now. Um, personally, Dark Tooth, I. Did not see him be like I like him as a boss. Later he becomes playable, uh, especially in um, Just Metal Head On, which was the PSP release that wasn't mm. Small Brawl. Uh, I don't know. It kind of feels lazy. I just I'd rather see an original character than it be like a bigger, angrier Sweet Tooth. What What about you? How do you feel about Dark Tooth as a character? Uh, I I agree. Uh, I feel I mean it's a little bit of a cop out, but also it, you know there is lore to the fact that he is uh, Sweet Tooth's dad. Right. But um, I kind of like the idea of a like a killer carnival clown, not a killer carnival family. Yeah, that seems <laughs> it reminds me of a, what's a the Rob bit, Zombie movie like? Uh, Devil's Rejects. Oh, uh, Devil's Rejects. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's uh, kind of what it seems like. He is uh, the like Dark Tooth is the father, Sweet Tooth is the son. You know what I mean? There's probably a yeah. sister somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I just I I I guess we talked about it a little bit too, but I I wanted a little bit more. I, I I like to see more different designs, but I guess that's time and money too. Um, this is the first game where just because uh, we are another <laughs> we have done again an over an hour of Twisted Metal lore. I. Blows my mind that we're able to, <laughs> to talk this much about it. So <laughs> before we start wrapping up, I just want to throw out uh, a couple other fun lore facts. Um, and if I miss anything, feel free to add add to it. This is the first appearance of Clipso's Blimp, um, used as his office yep. or home base. And um, it reappears in 3 um, and and black as well, Twist Metal Black. In 3, it's actually a stage. Oh, it's a stage. Okay, thank you. I don't remember that stage in three. Was I it? did not play a ton of three, so I don't remember that. Um, yeah, bear with us, anybody who's like, why don't you know the stuff we're talking about? This game is like 20 years old. <laughs> so, um, Also, this game was originally intended to have hover cards instead of wheels for some reason. doesn't say why. It wasn't set in the, It's only a year from the last game. Not sure why they would have hover cards, but... Apparently they would try. Well, that. I think one of the tent poles, one of the tent poles games that was like related to this was Jet Jet Moto, Ooh, right. and Jet Moto were like hover water skis. Oh yes, yeah. And, and then also at the same time, I think they might have been either the same engine or similar because there are ways to get uh, one of the twisted metal end uh, levels in Jet Moto. Oh okay. So there was some relation there. Um. This game also, uh, for kind of deep cut lore, and the ending cut scenes, the player meets Calypso on the rooftops of New York. But the final level of the game is uh, in Hong Kong, with New York being the fifth level. So this could imply that New York rooftops were the final level originally as it related to the game. So they think that because of, like, they added the, the Hong Kong later, or switched the order, that but originally New York was supposed to be the ending of the game. And the first one, everything set, takes place in LA, so... It goes with the whole moving it around uh, kind of theme of this game. Also, Interest Metal made the driving controls easier, as you talked about at the beginning of this. Uh, for The vehicles were able to turn forward and backward uh, without any momentum. So you could actually like not have to get going and then make the turns or do any of that. Um, so that that's kind of huge. I didn't think... I guess it never clicked in my brain like that's why it was so hard to move around in one, but that's... That's a big difference. It sounds small, but that makes that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and that that ended up being the way that driving was moving forward. So, I think that that that's partially why one never hit, and why two end up being such a mainstream success. Yep, I I hundred percent agree. Uh, any other thoughts you have uh, before we start wrapping up on just the metal two? 
Uh, this was the best and, uh, you know, the ongoing uh, peak of the series. I don't see a lot of blips that come near to as far as the classic, especially the PlayStation, uh, the PlayStation 1 era. Uh, but I think just in the series as a whole. So uh, pe- more people should play uh, Twisted Metal 2. I 100% agree. Um, I, I did enjoy 3 a lot, personally, but I think that might have been because it 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 was just on a stronger hardware. Um, but the lore and the gameplay still did not top 2, um, as much as I liked 3. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm glad we got to talk about this. I can't wait to do 3 with you. Um, we, I keep bringing it up every time, but... I, we might have to tack four onto another episode we do together because I don't know if I could do an hour of four. It is um, these games. Yes, they can be offensive one and two, um, and they can be or insensitive. I I should say I don't think they were they were intent on uh, insulting or hurting people. Four is just hateful um, with its characters and um, the way people are portrayed. So. We could just stop at three. Yeah, we we could just stop at the you know the good ones, right? Well, black is black's got some good stories. Um, and actually, Small Brawl was not Small Brawl. Um, Head On had some decent ones as well, and they go to like the 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 same art style as two. Um, but you're right; we we might have to stop at three, um, especially because the other game we talked about uh, that I want to play and talk to you about when we have a chance. Uh, so yeah, Twist of L two. If you haven't played it, you can get to it, play it. Um, I actually think I might have the original disc still. Um, I have one, two. And then the Vigilante 8, I have both those games still. Um, so if you actually have a PlayStation and you want to play it, I can send it to you if you want to play the OG version. I don't play it. It's just sitting oh, in no, the storage I, unit. I, I, still have it, I still have it somewhere in the storage unit as well. Oh, nice, nice. Okay. Um, all right. With all, all that being said, uh, what do you want to plug before we go? Uh, just the Super GG Radio podcast on all podcast services, as well as uh, SuperGGRadio.com. Uh, Super GG Radio on Twitter, twitch.tv slash Super GG Radio, uh, and we're kind of all over the place, hanging out, making video projects, um, doing uh, breakdowns of beta ga- of games that we beta test, because that is what the podcast focuses on, but also now YouTube videos of those games, and uh, just uh, overall checking us out. Awesome, and I will say, just as a fan of your podcast, um, it is not only intelligent but i just i love your guys's chemistry i i think i say it every time i have one of you guys on but it's just a fun even if you don't understand or care about what these guys are talking about you're gonna enjoy listening to talk about it because like you guys you guys are obviously uh good friends and it, it comes off in the podcast and it's a great listen every single episode so thank you thank you so listen to Super GG Radio. Find them on, um, like you said, all social medias. Uh, for Damage Boost, Damage Boost Pod on Twitter, Damage Boost Podcast on TikTok and Twitch. Um, hopefully, soon I will start streaming again. I, I was into it for a while. I've dropped off uh, working on that whole take care of my mental health type of thing. Um, so once I get more of a grip on that, I will be getting streaming more and i've i bought a bunch of games to do so hopefully we'll get there and um thank everyone for listening and be good people